Jack, absolutely love that interview with Ruby Wax. She was fantastic on Ab Fab. Takes me back just hearing her voice. Yeah, Tara Ward, our screen time expert, is here with three new shows for us this week. Hey, Tara. Good morning, Jack. Were you a Ruby Wax fan back in the day? Yes, and I, I loved her interviews because you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But also, yeah. just like that listener said, I loved her on Absolutely Fabulous. That's kind of the, the, the era that I remember. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous there, British comedy. She always felt um, she always felt kind of anarchic, don't you think? Yes. On TV, yes. you always felt like it was right on the cusp of things just going, you know, descending into some sort of televisual disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, okay, um, we've got three new shows, like I say, for us um, this week. And... I was very naughty last night. I saw your email about the shows you wanted to talk about, and I went uh-huh. in and started watching them already without even waiting oh, for it. your reviews. Yeah, I know, because I was excited. So I am already two episodes deep on Dope Sick. Tell us about Dope Sick. Yeah, this is a new drama to Disney+. Plus. It's based on a best-selling book by American journalist called Beth Macy, and it's about the the American opioid epidemic in the late 1990s, and in particular a, a drug called OxyContin, which was marketed as, as this wonder drug. It was going to be the first opioid painkiller that wasn't addictive, uh, but that wasn't true. It was highly addictive, and Dopesick looks at this epidemic, the, the, the damage that this drug caused from several different points of view. And the central one is, a, is about a GP who's played by Michael Keaton, who is amazing in this. Uh, he lives in a mining town in Virginia, and he's the kind of doctor who, who knows everyone in his community. He's very well respected. Uh, and when the show starts, he's testifying about the number of deaths that OxyContin has caused in his patients. And then the show jumps back in time to when he first started prescribing it, thinking he was helping people. Uh, and he kind of becomes the, the show's emotional center and then the other storylines wind around him there's the the drug company who are aggressively selling the drug there's the attorneys who are investigating the opioid related crimes and and who try to hold the company to account so you've got quite a few storylines going on here and the show does jump back and forward in time uh, quite a lot which can make this a bit hard to follow you can't kind of be on your on your phone at the same time as you're yeah. watching um, but if you can get past that this is really compelling television and it's at its best when it's about the people who get caught up in it and their communities. Uh, I mean, it's pretty bleak, it's pretty shocking, uh, and it's all based on, on true stories. Uh, so it's a bit heartbreaking, but but a really compelling watch. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I, I'm very familiar with the OxyContin story. I've read a few books on it, uh, including Dope Sick. I, you know, I, I um, am fascinated by the story as a whole, but um, I'm really frustrated that they haven't just put all the episodes up. Is there- <laughs> Yes, why are they doing this story. to us now? <laughs> exactly. what, what, what has changed? I thought the whole thing about the streaming age was that they put everything online and you could go and watch eight episodes in one evening and stay up until 4am. And now they seem to have moved away back to the old school method of only drip feeding us. I think they want to squeeze out whatever momentum they can get from it and really build up. It's bloody um, annoying. You know. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they've like they've shown us this new future and then they've taken it away from us. It's very cruel. <laughs> anyway, no, I think Dope Sick looks fantastic, so I'm looking forward to watching a few more episodes. Um, tell us about Belgravia. 
Yeah, if you're a Downton Abbey fan, if you're a Victoria fan, if you love a good historical costume drama, you should check out Belgravia. It starts on TVNZ On Demand from Monday. This is created by Julian Fellows, who, of course, created uh, Downton Abbey. He's made other kind of historical dramas like The English Game. He wrote Gosford Park. He specialises in creating dramas that are set in a very upper-class English world, and Belgravia is very much in that vein. It's set in uh, 1815. It's about two families who... Who become, whose lives become intertwined. One is from the aristocracy, the other is a, a trading family just coming into new money. And they are tied together by a, a pair of young doomed lovers who have a secret child. And 25 years later, these families meet again in high society and that secret from all those years ago has to be protected at all costs. Um, this is kind of nothing new in terms of a, a historical costume drama. It's not as good as Downton Abbey. It misses a bit of the charm and the lightness that Downton has. But it's the kind of show you can just disappear into for a yeah. few hours. It's a, a little bit soapy. It's a little bit serious. It's all about scandals and secrets and, you know, fabulous costumes and, and very grand sets. So, uh, you know, for loyal fans of these kinds of shows, if you love the sort of Sunday night English type drama um, there's more than enough here to keep you watching for six episodes. Great, okay that's Belgravia, that's on TVNZ On Demand and a show I was talking about before 10 o'clock that I haven't yet seen but I love the concept, Old People's Home for Four Year Olds yeah, if you're looking for something heartwarming and thoughtful and a show that you can watch with all the family, this is uh, an absolute gem. Uh, this is an Australian documentary series. It's just come to Netflix. Uh, it's, it's about a really simple idea. It's putting volunteers from a Sydney retirement village, uh, they're all in their 80s, together with a bunch of very lively, very smart four-year-olds. And so every day for a few weeks, they get together and they just hang out. They share meals, they paint, they play games, and they become very good friends. And it's part of a study to see whether these kind of relationships can have a positive influence on older people and and issues like depression and loneliness and, and improve their health. And the impact that these visits have is immediate. It makes a difference straight away. Um, because it is quite confronting to hear the older people speak honestly yeah. about their lives, about the isolation and the loneliness and the, the lack of hope that some of them feel. Um, and then you see them warm to these children and, and really look forward to their visits and, and be silly with them and play and, and build these special bonds. Um, you will laugh, you will cry, you will pick up the phone and call someone you yeah, haven't spoken yeah. to in a long time. It's a really heartwarming, very feel-good kind of show.